There is just one change on the Springboks bench for Saturday's Castle Lager Rugby Championship test against Australia in Brisbane. Stephen Kitsoff being named as the replacement loosehead after starting last week. That means that the non-front row forwards of the six on the bench are the three loose forwards, Quacha Smith, Marker van Staden and Jasper Visser, all three capable of bringing heightened pace and intensity to the Springboks effort. Coming on, we definitely bring energy and that's what we want to do. We want to feed energy into the team and into the pack of forwards to the guys that's remaining off the field that started the game. So for us, is to get on the field and, and do as much as we can, get into as many battles as we can to feed energy to the other guys and to take the workload maybe a bit off them. And then also I think we're a few guys that's good on, on the ball so at the breakdown. So for us is to buy time to get our defensive line set so that we can go off and get off the line. Smith says that they felt the increased tempo of the game from Australia in their first encounter last week and are expecting more of the same at the Suncorp Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, I definitely feel the tempo were up there. Um, Australia is playing a brand of rugby that's really good and running rugby. So defensively, you really work hard to stop them. Um, so for us, yeah, it's definitely going to be a quick game this weekend also. But that's how I like it. I mean, for me, it's more about speed. So I, I love it. And I think the least trio that's on the bench also is really good players that really plays well when the game is quick. Smith and Van Staden in particular are adept at playing to the ball and the former Blitzbox star knows that they sometimes walk a fine line in decision making at the breakdown. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's not always easy and sometimes people hate you, sometimes people love you. <laughs> it's a difficult thing but yeah, for me it's to, to analyse and see if it's opportunity where, where it's on or in terms of the game, where the game's at, is it now the right time or is it maybe a sensitive time? The referee maybe gave three or four penalties against us before then, obviously you're going to maybe just back off a little bit so the ref can calm down and maybe see a better picture later. We learned a lesson last weekend. Um, Australia played well, we also played well, but I think it was small stuff that we really slipped up on and um, I think that at the end cost us. So for us, we really worked hard on that this week and we're looking to rectify it the coming weekend. The Springboks will need to bounce back against Australia in the fourth round of the Castle Lager Rugby Championship at the Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. The action gets underway early and will be followed by the match between Argentina and New Zealand. It will be live on Supersport. Welcome to Bernardus Golf Club, just outside of Amsterdam, about 50 miles for first-round coverage of the Dutch Open. Two-time winner, Joost Louten, kind of the unofficial host. That was a birdie putt at nine, and he went on to tap in for par. It was a disappointing round of 71 on a low-scoring day. Graham McDowell, third shot at the par five, seventh. Such a wonderful short game. Graham didn't drive the ball well. He did birdie at seven. He birdied the last hole of par five for a one under par 71. He is right on the cut line. Thomas Peters really had it going. This is his third at the par five 12th. Using the slopes, feeding it down to the hole. Unfortunately, he had a double bogey five at the par three 17th for a round of 69. Brandon Stone. He shot at the eighth. The beat the pro hole. Always very exciting. Three-time winner in the European Tour. Knocked it close. Went on to make that for a birdie two in a round of 68. 
Thomas Dietrich, who spends quite a bit of time here practicing at Bernardus. This for Eagle at 12, really jump-started his round. He was out in the front nine, one over par 37, but back in 30 for a round of 67. Young Dane Martin Simonson. This for Birdie at nine, his final hole of the day. Missed that, but tapped it in for a bogey-free round of 66. The 30-year-old Dane is in good position after the first round. This was the putt of the day for a 65 for Niall Kearney. A bogey-free round of 65 for the Irishman. The European Tour continues with the second round of the Dutch Open. Catch all the action right here on Supersport. A near 190-kilometre third stage awaited riders for the Skoda Tour of Luxembourg and with four categorised climbs and various flat speed sections to look forward to, a mix for the climbers and the sprinters vying for the stage honours could be expected. More than two-thirds into the stage, a breakaway group consisting of the likes of Ben O'Connor, Alex Kirsch and Kenneth Van Roy managed to open up a healthy two-minute lead over the chasing peloton. The lead increased by nearly a minute as the stage leaders grouped well and rotated at the front in order to negotiate the narrow roadways and slight headwinds they encountered. The chasing pack managed to cut the lead to just over a minute, 20 kilometers down the line though, as they slowly but surely started to set up for what would be a frantic sprint to the line. With 10 to go, O'Connor found the going tough up front as the lead continued to decline. While heading into the city and up the hill, the riders caged up for a final sprint and with various blasting for the line and the stage finish, Sasha Modolo timed his attack to perfection to claim the stage honours. And the big man from Alpacin, Felix, uh, grinds into this incline. Is he going to make it home? Can't do so. And Modolo hits the front right now. But how much space is there? Oh, Edvard Bozenhagen is also in the frame, but I think he's going to get there. Is he going to make it? Oh, what a win. What a win, Brian Smith. That was phenomenal. What a crazy finish that was. And... Um... You know, he eventually gets that win. I was just about to say that, um, you know, many, many years ago, Sasha Modolo was one of the riders you would highlight in a field. He put everything into that. Riders of the Skoda Tour de Luxembourg can look forward to a rather lengthy individual time trial for stage for 25.4 kilometers in Dudelange. You can follow the action live on Supersport. In the previous day's prologue, Caden Groves took his first win of 2021. It was a short 1.6-kilometer race to open the Tour of Slovakia, and over such a short distance, the margins were slight. Stage 1, over nearly 100 times the distance, provided a chance for riders to establish significant advantages on the general classification, not only for the yellow jersey, but polka dot king of the mountain and green sprinters jerseys too. As was the case in the prologue, the first stage would start and end in Kosice, a 158.4-kilometer loop of the city that included four climbs and three intermediate sprints. The first of these climbs came less than 10 kilometers in and was about the point when the breakaway formed. The third climb was the highest of the lot. Andrea Gorisio was first to summit on his way to taking the polka dot jersey. 
Two of the three intermediate sprints went the way of Eric Lunder while he was second across the line in the first. No surprise that he would take the green jersey. The one that mattered most, however, was the yellow race leader's jersey. And the dash to be the wearer of it come the next stage was frenetic. After the final climb where Jamie Castrillo went solo, the Spaniard was caught some 20 kilometers from the end by Dylan Sunderland and Carl Friedrich Hagen. Heading toward the finish line, the trio were reeled in as the peloton readied itself for a bunch sprint. Among the front runners, four stage honors were Kes Ball, South Africa's Reinhard Janssen van Rensburg and Peter Sagan. But a certain Colombian on his 25th birthday had the better of them all. The best lead-out man in the world has got the front and Case Bowl looks to try and get the jump as Alvaro Hodge now comes off the wheel. Peter Sagan is right there as that Reinhard Yancey van Rensburg coming up on the outside but it looks like Hodge comes through and takes that one. Hodge just uh, punches the hand up as they cross the line there. Alvaro Hodge uh, takes that one. Another 179.9 kilometers awaits riders for stage two of the Tour of Slovakia. Catch it live on Supersport. The New Zealand women's team won the toss and opted to bowl first in the one-day international series opener against England at the Bristol County Ground. Those made a good start to the innings as Lauren Winfield-Hill and Tasman Beaumont managed to reach 44 for the first wicket before Hannah Rao got the better of Winfield-Hill for 21. England continued their good form as a 65-run second wicket stand between Beaumont and captain Heather Knight helped the host along to 109. Beaumont would be denied a half-century though as Sophie Devine trapped her LBW for 44. The scalp brought about a slight collapse as England lost Nat Skiver, Amy Jones and Sophia Dunkley within the next 31 runs and 8 overs span. Knight, who reached the half-century earlier, combined well with Catherine Brunt for a vital six-wicket stand as they added 88 runs to the score before Knight was well caught and bowled by Lee Kasparek for 89. Despite the tail not wagging as Jess Kerr and Devine got in on the wickets with Brunt falling for 43, while Kate Cross and Charlie Dean didn't last long either, England managed to reach 241 before losing their final wicket in the final over. New Zealand's chase got off to the worst possible start as the England bowlers dominated the first 10 overs, restricting the visitors to 17 runs, while Susie Bates and Lauren Down both fell victim to Nat Skiver for 1 and 5 respectively. Shortly after, Maddie Green's innings came to an end for 19 to Kate Cross, 31 for 3. A much-needed 78-run fourth wicket stand followed between Sophie Devine and Amy Satherwaite before Cross struck again, sending Captain Devine back to the pavilion for 34. Sophie Eccleston got in on the act to strengthen the England hold on the innings as she got rid of Katie Martin and Brooke Halliday with successive balls not long after. The collapse continued with the departure of Hannah Rao for one and Jess Kerr for five within three overs of each other, leaving the visitors on 143 for eight. A late partnership between Satterwaite and Leah Tahuhu produced 44 runs for the ninth wicket and though Tahuhu departed for 25, Kasparek continued the combination with Satterwaite in adding 44 more runs for the last wicket. The partnerships came too late though as the loss of Kasparek in the 47th over meant a 30-run victory for England and the early lead in the series.